Hello and welcome to Conversations with Kim Creighton, home for real talk with real experts about real issues impacting real people. Conversations with Kim Creighton is a themed special series podcast and season one is Tech's Looming Threats. Um, so my name is Paris Chandler, but I go by Paris Athena online. I'm founder and CEO of Black Tech Pipeline, mobilizer of the hashtag movement community, Black Tech Twitter. Well, you got that damn thing down like that. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have some questions for you. What is the biggest looming threat that you see? Is this in terms of being a like a community? Yeah, I want you, um, and so that's why I'm kind of keeping it because I want to I want people to take whatever from this because um, but because you are an entrepreneur, you are a leader of a uh, a community, particularly a black community. Um, I want you. What is when it comes to business entrepreneurship? Um, what is the what is the, or, and so I'm, I'm being hesitant here because I don't want you to think of it as you being an entrepreneur, because at some point I'm going to talk about these problems that entrepreneurs need to solve. So this is what this is. So what is like the biggest threat that you see um, that needs to be, that, that, that needs to be addressed? The biggest threat that needs to be addressed, probably I'm just going to answer this. Like, yeah, no, uh, mm -hmm. there's no right or wrong. So I'm going to say, because I'm like very much involved in the DEI sector, probably I have like two fears. So number one is like within DEI, I, f I fear that there's no real, I feel like there, there might not be real change to be made because I found that there's so much inauthenticity, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. There's just, it's almost like a cover up. Like you never know why someone really wants to invest in DEI and if they're going to stay loyal to that. And it's something that we're seeing a drawback now with the whole recession or whatever that's going on, all these layoffs, how they're laying off so many, you know, like DEI professionals, they're laying off, um, people who are like, this is the realm that they're working in to try and diversify the company, work with um, equity and inclusion experts. Like they're laying all of them off. They don't see them as a priority. Um, that's what's scary to me. And then also within the DEI sector is how many white leaders there are in DEI and how many companies, because they haven't taken the time to learn truly about DEI, they're like, sort of taking that they're 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 kind of running with like white leaders and taking taking like their expertise into account even though they lack expertise um at least from what I've seen um and they're not prioritizing like black or brown people to be the center of DEI um so that's like I guess that's like some of my fears that are happening right now especially right now um I don't know what else. Um, no, that, I, I so many, that, that's what I'm saying. I, just whatever, just let it go. Let it rip. Uh, yeah. When it comes to being a community person, um, something that I deal with often is, I guess like there's like 
lots of scammers, people claiming to be something that they're not, people taking money from others, you know? Um, and when that happens within like the black tech Twitter community, um, it falls back on black people. And it's like, see, this is why black people are behind. This is why black people can't do X, Y, Z. And it just, when people sort of have that narrative, it makes the whole community look bad. And it also helps reinforce like this stereotype or belief that, um, you know, non-black people already have about the black community. Like these things exist, like issues and scammers and things like that, they exist in all communities. And I hate when people say, this is the reason for the black community being, um, you know, so behind, because that's not true. It happens in every community. It's just more detrimental when it happens to us because of the place we're in historically. Um, that scares me. And I think it like, it draws a lot of people out of the community. They they don't want to be a part of it anymore. Or they don't want to be attached to the name. Like that really sucks. Um, yeah. Also, I, I just know. want you to know, I'm not, I'm purposely not emoting because I don't, because, you know, in research, me doing that may encourage you to say something. So I'm trying to, I'm keeping dead face. So it's you, yeah. So it's not I, that it's- I don't know what to say because no, no. I feel like I'm just- No, no, no. There is no right or wrong. So I'm going to tell you at the end of this why I'm doing this. So is there anything else that you, as a looming threat? Um, I think there's so many things that are a looming threat, but I'm just trying to think within the work. Yeah, I want specifically that you're seeing in your lanes. Yeah. So the community part, like that's definitely one. Um, I also see a lot of, um, like, unfortunately, a lot of competitiveness within our community. And I, again, I know this happens in every community, but specifically in ours, I also see it. Um, and I obviously don't like that. I don't feel like any of us should feel like we're in competition with one another just because, again, especially the place that we're in historically and have always been in, like, we can't afford it. And I just think it's it's pointless. Um, that's like another thing that I see a lot. Um, yeah, in my work, Again, there's like the DEI stuff. Like it, it makes me mad every time I see sort of like they like white people launching yet another business that has to do with DEI, but everyone who works for that company is white. Um, and they will, they'll get the funding, they'll get the attention of the VCs, they'll get the marketing and the and the you know media attention. It's like mm, there are people who are actually um, you know, oppressed and part of uh actual diverse communities who have already launched businesses, have businesses, have initiatives, have organizations that are already doing this work, but y'all don't pay attention to them for whatever reason. You're paying attention to the people who aren't even oppressed. They're just trying, they're trying to help us, but at the same time, they're doing a horrible job because there's no representation of us in that company or in that organization, whatever it is. Um, and then my overall fear is that nothing will ever change. I truly believe that things are not gonna change. And if they, and, I, and any change that does happen, it's going to be very incremental, um, which isn't enough. And yeah. All right. So you kind of answered some of my next questions, but I'm saying, what are the some of the biggest challenges to addressing those, ch the, 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 the threats that you see? Um, and that can be financial resources, um, labor. It could be anything. What are those challenges that you see? And you mentioned some of it, and I don't want to bring it up. I want you to... What are some of the challenges that you see in that DEI lane? What are some challenges you see in that community lane? And 
what are some, why, why do you feel that nothing's going to change? So those are three specific things. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with the last question. I feel like things won't change just because I feel like we, and not just like the black community, I just feel like oppressed communities period have fought for so long, but especially within the black community, it's so hard for us to get anywhere because I feel like when people put out initiatives or they say they want to create change, it's either in a really, really small way that's it's not enough or they'll do it temporarily and then forget about it. They're like, all right, did it, move on. Like, let me continue on with what I actually want to focus on. Um, a lot of things just seem very performative. Um, I also feel like a lot of people don't truly care. I think, again, it, it's just performative. They don't care. They want to seem like they care. They don't want to get canceled. They don't want to say the wrong thing. Like people are too... They're worried about the way it'll make them look if they don't look like they give a damn about this work or or communities that are not theirs. Um, and I think that's true for like a lot of people, which is why I feel like things won't truly change. I feel like a lot of people aren't willing to truly sacrifice um, a lot of things to get us anywhere. Um, what was the other questions? You mentioned DNI and you mentioned community. Mm hmm so, uh, what, so you're yeah. saying about D and I, what are you, what do you think are the challenges to that, to, to, um, this, any success that you're, you're, you, cause you see this as a threat. So what are the challenges to making this not a threat? And then for your community, what, when you talked about that community, um, how it's perceived, you know, outside of the community, inside the community, what are the challenges to that? That's number one. Um, I think things that could potentially work is like, when it comes to DEI, and this is not just with companies, it could be with anything, but making sure um, it's a priority when something is really small, like when you're building it and then continue building with it, continue to have DEI at every stage of whatever you're building, like that has to be important. And DEI also, it can't just be limited to, oh, we have people from, like I wanna see DEI in, in, in all its range. And that means, you know, shades, I want to, I don't want to just see like, oh, we have people, all people who look white, but they're from Egypt or, or Spain, whatever. Like it, I want to see shades. I want to see shade ranges. You know what I'm saying? Like that has to be a priority as well. Um, people from different classes, people from different um, communities, such as, you know, maybe they're part of the disabled community, LGBTQ, like, like, all of that, like that, that, that has to be important. That has to be implemented. That's the society we live in. That's what we need to see. Community. With community. So for me, because the community is so public, so we have Black Tech Twitter, but we then, then we have our supporters um, and supporters don't have to be uh, Black, identify as Black or whatever they want to call it. Um, the threats with community is harder just because like, I feel like naturally community is always going to have its issues because you're dealing with humans and no human is perfect. Community is harder to say what I'm afraid of because I think as long as community exists, even if it's small, like I think that's, that's progress. Um, I don't know, something I have to think What's of. What's the challenge to that? What's the challenge if 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 we're talking about community, we're talking about people in communion with each other. What are you particularly you're talking about black tech Twitter, black Twitter, um, black tech pipeline? What is the challenge to even addressing the threats that you have? That you see. 
excuse me, that yeah. you see? Like, it's always going to be people's opinions. Like, when it comes to community, there are things you want to have in place, right? Like, like certain policies, code of conduct, like that's one thing. But then when you're running a community of people who are very different, they like, no matter if they look alike, they're still very different. They have different experiences. They have different beliefs and practices. Taking all of that into account, learning what to prioritize, learning or, or trying to like accommodate everyone's needs. Like that's really hard because it's damn near impossible. So um, you're speaking now from the community leader perspective, right? Instead mm -hmm. of the community members. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I want to make sure I'm understanding you. So you saw, you see issues with amongst your community members and as a community leader, these are things that you're finding challenging with dealing with the community members. Is mm -hmm. that correct? I just want to make sure I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So my question, last question for you is what problem should the next generation of technologists be working on? The next problem, wherever the future is headed, which I guess like when it comes to AI, cybersecurity, um, even crypto, like wherever the future is headed, we need to be there like now, like before it blows up, we should be there now in its smaller stages and be, and we should grow as leaders within those spaces. I think that's what we need to prioritize because then we have like, we have say, we have power in there. We have influence, we can make change. Whereas we're coming, when you're coming into something that's, like I said, has already been established, it's very hard for you to come in and change the culture and change the way they've been doing things. All right, thank you. All right, everyone, this is part two of my conversation with Miss Paris Chandler because um, it's been six months since we um, spoke back in March, and I wanted to to go to my Black women and ask them, <laughs> since our last conversation, um, and some of the things you brought up were the pushback on DEI, white folks in these roles being unqualified, the okay. scammers that were out there, um, the reinforcing the anti-Black stereotypes, um, Black folks being in competition for these roles, um, the problems with the community. But one of the things you, I really want to dive into once we get into everything is nothing will ever change. Mm -hmm. So um, I want, again, this is six months off. We've seen some shit happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. So let's dive into it. So what where would you like to start? Um, I still stand by what I said. <laughs> All right, well, repeat that. What What do you, what, repeat and extend. Yeah. I mean, since we last talked, things got worse. So like. Which things? Let's be specific. So we could talk about affirmative action, like that being taken away. Um, And now all of a sudden, which is, this also, this isn't shocking to me or anything. So <laughs> um, all of these, they're not, I guess, not just black women, but predominantly black women. They're being, they're either being laid off or they're leaving their their DEI roles um and that literally came directly after affirmative action was abolished mm -hmm. um that is no coincidence but but honestly it that doesn't shock me 
because I genuinely do feel like things won't ever change. And I have always felt like for the most part, DEI is just this performative thing that we do because we feel like we have to um, because of things like affirmative action and doing people doing, you know, the bare minimum to be like, see, we do care, see, but in the background, it's like, you don't actually care, you're just doing this for performative reasons. And like, that's just, yeah. And Dean, now what's so interesting is Black women are uniquely qualified for those roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I understand how people ran to them when they came out um, mm-hmm. in 2020 after the murder of George Floyd. But you and I have been in tech for longer and knew what those roles really look like mm-hmm. in practice. And it was a whole bunch of Black people, Black women. Um, but let me stop by here because the majority of people in these roles are white women. So <laughs> when you take out the fact that white women um, are not diversity, um, because they lean into white supremacy so much, they're definitely not equity or inclusion. Mm-hmm. So you have, and going back to affirmative action, <laughs> tying that back in, white mm-hmm. women have been in these roles just like white women have gotten um, benefited from affirmative action in these in in school. Mm-hmm. Um, um, enrollment and everything white women have benefited from affirmative action more than any black folks particularly black women Mm -hmm. uh, period and so what you you and i as i was saying we knew what dni looked like before everybody else even knew what the we knew where before they even put the e in it It was d di it was di Mm -hmm. before they put the equity in this dni yeah and 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 it was it was bullshit then it was like Mm -hmm. It was, first of all, it was, oh, this this is opening us up this Pandora's box because it was, it was spearheaded by these quote unquote libertarian white dudes who thought they were being good, who thought they were in the know, who thought they were liberal until you start getting in these spaces and you brought me in to challenge these things. But what I'm learning when I'm here is you're the problem. And yeah. so now it's like, oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, we're apolitical. We're neutral. We're all of this shit now because, oh, you can't reckon with the fact that you're not the good guy, mm-hmm. that you're actually the fucking problem. Mm-hmm. And you, how you built this thing is the fucking problem. And your narrow, homogeneous worldview is the fucking problem. And mm-hmm. so we saw that all before 2020 in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so to see it happening now, it's just like, I'm with you on that. It's like, I t- well, I told people then, I was like, uh, this white guilt ain't gonna last y'all. I'm just, just get your money and do what you got to do. Cause this shit ain't gonna last. Cause at some point they're going to realize not only is this not about me, cause they're above it. They're above mm-hmm. George Floyd. They're above the things we have to deal with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. They don't have to think about race all the fucking time. And also when you when someone says because that's why i say spot the pattern always the hero victim never the villain when i cast you as the villain oh hell no we got we, this gotta change nope we, mm-hmm. i cannot be the villain yeah yeah can't hold them accountable as they get offended and it's like then what you hire me for i am like, so over managing the feelings of white people I'm, yeah i'm just over it and 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 people like kim you I get this all the time. If you, if your approach, fuck you, this is my approach. I'm not toning it down because I'm one of the very few people to come at them at a fucking 10. If you can't deal with me at a 10, how the fuck you going to deal with Paris at a two? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. 
that's why I said this has all been performative. Like you, they, I mean, I've seen, I mean, I've dealt with this myself. You just like, they bring you in to change the organization until they realize, especially with leadership, like that's what needs to change. Like, I don't, I don't, I guess like I'm, for me, it's like hard to understand how you think you can make any sort of impact when you're not getting the approval of those who have hired you. And, but that's how we all know that it's always been performative. This is all for the optics, right? Yeah. Um, and this is also why black women can't even last in DEI roles. This yes. is exhausting. You don't get nowhere. When you don't get nowhere, now your performance is lacking. It is I'm definitely a, a career-ending yeah. role. It is like right. when we go to HR. It is it's just like when you when you end up in HR and you're in benefits and that's where the fuck you're going to stay. Um, right. Because you have no... When you're in these DEI, DEI roles, particularly if they're under HR, no, it should not that's be That's never going to work. It, it, because the the, the 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 missions are misaligned. HR is to protect the organization. Right. DEI is to protect the humans in the organization. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the autonomy, the resources, and the authority to do something, I mm-hmm. tell Black women, baby, get your, I hope you at a place where you get your, stack your money, because you ain't going to make no difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're going to be fighting. You need to get that bullshit tax. That's what they pay you for, the bullshit tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then to see, like, we go back to affirmative action, these white folks about to really feel what it's like to compete with black people who've been told their whole life to give 110%. Y'all ain't never had to compete with us because y'all have slipped on by with this affirmative action. And now that these universities are eliminating legacies, oh Lord, the mediocre and unremarkable gonna be fucked about now. I'm so, I can't wait to see though, like when the data comes out. Unintended consequences. No, I I really want to see like when the data, I don't know when that's going to come out, but like when the data comes out and you see that black people are still thriving in these spaces, they're making it into these spaces and race has nothing to do with it now, right? Yep. What I mean, not only, hold on, but they're making it in these spaces that are designed to harm them. Exactly. So not, 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 yes. So it's not just right. that we get in, but we thrive in spaces that are designed to target us. Right. And, oh yeah. I, that, that that is. Oh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be fake news. Oh, but it's I want to know. Right. That's it's gonna what be I'm fake saying. news. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was saying they're gonna say we got voodoo. Now we're just throwing witchcraft <laughs> in there. That's like. <laughs> I just can't wait to see. We out here putting, we out here putting shit in folks' spaghetti. <laughs> yep, yep. We called the upon the ancestors, and yes. I don't know. I just yes. can't wait to see the excuses though, because it's gonna be hard. oh baby, because it's gonna be wild. Because they really, and that's why this is people think it, I'm being. Yeah, I like when I say mediocre and unremarkable because when you say average, that don't hit like mediocre. These motherfuckers right. get mad when you say mediocre. I love that shit. It's like, oh, you gonna try to gas like me? I got you, boo. But I'm not, but the main reason I said is because it's true. Mm-hmm. You are not my peer. You have never had to compete how I've had to compete. There is nothing on my resume that I'm not overqualified for. Mm-hmm. That's true. And so this is going to, this going to shock the shit out these white women who've been sliding by. Mm-hmm. Baby. And what Karen's going to do is what they always do because this is, they get in these roles and then they use black and brown women to help them right. develop it because they don't, and you don't have the lived experience to do this job. Exactly. Right. They attend our workshops, our seminars, look at still our, our tweets, still our, our PowerPoints. Right. Like, come on, be for real. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck now, though. <laughs> Excuse me. Everybody, I'm um, recovering from COVID. So, um, but yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see 
what that looks like. And that's mm-hmm. been, again, six months, just something that has been in place. And, and, and I really do want to talk about the fact that Asians were the, were Asian men were the ones that the, if you look at who funded this, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, you were doing the agenda of white supremacists. Yeah. You, you allowed yourselves because of model minority myth to believe that the handful of black folks who get into Ivy League schools were your problem and not the 20, 30, 40% of the legacies, athletes and all these other shit that, that are taking them spaces. Yeah. You, you allowed yourself to be used in a manner that is about to fuck you too. Mm-hmm. They going to learn today. Basically it's like, fuck around and find out. Right. Like it is what that's why I said like I can't wait it's not even it's not just from white people I want to see everyone who's yes, been using the excuse exactly. oh you yes. only got in there because of diversity you only got in there because you're black and they're lacking that di- like whatever it is like I just can't wait to see what the new excuse is gonna be from everybody exactly and one of the things I've heard was like they, I'm hearing, hearing these white pundits these economists and academics is saying oh yeah we need to get it firm that's because because it worked for race and now it needs to bring up white uneducated uh, uh, high school educated people who are at the lowest. What the hell that got to do with me? Right. Do you know what it took for me to get to school? Mm-hmm. The fact that they don't have, I mean, granted, everybody does, everybody who wants to go to college should have the opportunity to go to college and also shouldn't have to go in the fucking debt like we're going into, but to actually act as if affirmative action stopped these individuals from getting into school, if that's mm-hmm. what they wanted to do. And then that's because of, a, because of race, the race quotas have been met. Mm-hmm. That's going to be another one. That's because you're going to really see that there are a whole bunch of folks out here who don't, who ain't never wanted to go to college, but right. they want to, they've been using that as an excuse for them not to get in. Right. Y'all been holding yourselves back the whole time. But you'll find that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because 110% is what we live. That's what we live with. Right. It doesn't matter where you come from in this United States. Mm-hmm. As a Black person, I don't care from the North to the South to the East to the West. We've all been told the same shit to, to succeed. Right. We're the most resilient. And that's be- and that's only because we have to be. And that's of- why we, ex- and that's why they don't have the coping skills we do. And that's why they're, they're problem. And this is like, the let's bring in the whole DeSantis talking about um, slavery. <laughs> slavery was a benefit. I want to talk about this a bit because this is more white supremacy and anti-blackness because anybody who's spouting this is, 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 is first of all, you, you're making the erroneous claim that black people did not build civilization before fucking white folks came. Like we didn't have blacksmiths and shit in Egypt and Ethiopia and all this other shit where we we dominated, right. where we were kings and queens. Oh, we didn't. It's a white folks to come here to kidnap our ass and give us, us, rape us, and all this shit to right. give us skills to be a fucking blacksmith. If you don't get the fuck out of here, I know. Honestly, talking about this makes me want to get violent. It's I know I'm serious. Like, <laughs> oh god, like the god, that I just can't. So this is where like this stresses me out because. With this dude, and especially because he's running for president, like, if he, I don't know. I don't want to be in the street hearing this. I don't want to be in the street with someone telling me, like, you're welcome. Or you you were given these skills. You see slavery? Slavery gave you these skills. Mm -hmm. Slavery gave you resilience. That's why you are the way. If I hear this, I'm telling you right now, (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. Civil war, man. I don't know. Something's going to happen. I can't believe it. 
you know it's coming. You know it's coming. You know it's going to be some some chat sitting around talking about, yeah, the reason you here is because you're because because the 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 textbook said da 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 da. And and this is why it's happening though, because what I well when you talk about community, like you've built a whole community online, right, of people all around the world. Mm -hmm. This couldn't happen without these social media platforms. Mm -hmm. This couldn't happen. Um, or or how black Twitter, when they want to investigate somebody, they better than the goddamn oh, CIA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This technology has allowed us to not only come together as community because we see, oh shit, this is happening every fucking way. It's not just here. Mm -hmm. This is the shit they're pushing back on because before you could think, okay, this is this is just happening in Mississippi. Nope, it's no. happening in Connecticut. It's happening in France. Mm -hmm. It's happening in it's happening everywhere. Mm -hmm. And with our resiliency and with our coping skills, we're like, oh, okay. So right. this is how y'all playing this game. So now we got to play this game differently. That's what they're trying to stop. Mm -hmm. That's what they're trying to stop. Yeah. You gotta, because they've been able to hide this shit for generations. Right. They want to keep you. That That's the thing about the internet that is that it exposes you to everybody and exposes you to the truth and tons yes. of information. And when you're not trapped inside your own bubble, then you can't be manipulated. Right. And and that's it. Like no one's yep. trapped inside. Well, a lot of people aren't <laughs> trapped inside their bubble anymore. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. We're exposed. We can go search yeah. for whatever we want and find the truth. We can find the facts. Yeah. I don't need to go through you as a gatekeeper. Right. Because that's what it was. White supremacists have been gatekeeping knowledge. And that's what they're still trying to do. This yeah. is what this whole thing is, is, is to gatekeep knowledge so that future generations won't have this but how do you y'all been gatekeeping this shit forever it ain't gonna stop the black community passing down this information because that's right. how we know it y'all didn't teach us this shit i never knew about this shit in school mm -hmm. and i live in the fucking south it's because my family told me this shit it's because my community told me this shit that's right. never gonna go away what's gonna do is continue to increase white ignorance right and that's dangerous there you go an ignorant white person is 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 chaos and destruction exemplified. Right, that's what I'm scared of. Honestly, well, one is it's one of the reasons I start. I'm starting a, a community called White Dude Rehab. You said white and, dude. Yep, white dude rehab. Okay, and what it is is specifically. Um, it is, uh, cause I recognize I work with white dudes all day, all damn day. Right. That's, that's, that's my target market. Uh, well, not my target market. That's who the fuck finds me. Um, because they, I keep telling people there are more folks who want to change than not want to change. These white dudes just don't know how to change. Cause they don't have, they're, they're with the blinders on at two inches where everybody else is, you know, that's why they can live in the binary of good, bad, white, right, warm, black and white. We don't live in the binary. We mm -hmm. live in nuance. Everything for us is nuance. And so um, um, white do rehab, I'm going to read you what it is. Okay. Um, it is. Um, and this is what and so I did this. So it is a welcoming and psychologically safe community for the most privileged to work out their shit while minimizing harm in order to help build supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and exploitation-free future we want. And what it is, I, I, I announced it at a conference I was at in Switzerland, and I had three sessions, supposed to be three 30-minute sessions with a 30-minute break in between, okay. right? 
it turned out to be one fucking five hour session with a 20 minute break because we kept bumping into the mm -hmm. next thing. And it was, I, be, there was such, there's such a need for this where they can actually unpack their shit mm -hmm. without having to go Paris. What you think about? No, uh -uh, this ain't got shit to do with Paris. Y'all need to in your own safe space. Deal with this shit, challenge each other, and and, and develop the skills y'all need for consistent, demonstrated anti-racist practice. And I, that was just my idea because I again work with so many white dudes, mm -hmm. and I'm like, y'all, I see that y'all want it, y'all just don't know how. And for there to be such an impact in that short time, I was like, oh yeah, this needs to happen. I mean, people were emotional, right? Um, and I was the only, it was only white dudes, and white women kept trying to come. I was like, this is not for you. Mm -hmm. need to get no this is not for you and that was another thing the white women trying to get and i'm like no because they make no. it about themselves exactly one actually came in after i told her two times if not three that it wasn't for her she came in and sat down and i looked at her and i'm like why are you here right she's like oh i didn't know you were if you don't get the hell out of my session right that's what they do with dei it's about themselves. That's all. They're just centering themselves. It says white do rehab. Where the right. fuck do you fit in here? Right. And that's the problem. They Karen thinks she can do it, but everything has to be about her. Right. And so it was so, because again, I'm an experimenter. I'm making shit up. So I was like, I wanted to see if this, if people would vibe to this idea mm -hmm. and they really did. So actually we're going to do a, an, a bigger event, a several day event this mm -hmm. fall. Um, I love that. Ireland. I, um, I, I, so first of all, I think that's amazing. Uh, can you describe to me, because what I'm picturing, so they're in what, like they're in groups, just all white men talking to each other, but how are they learning? Like, you know what I'm saying? So in, in, in the sessions we had, it was just an inf informational session. So okay. I had, like I said, three sessions, it was 20 people in it. It was, mm -hmm. it was 15 to 20 people in each session. And I did a presentation just unpacking some shit. Cause some of the things that they need to understand is, um, what I call, um, the falsehood of validated perspectives. And that is, um, the fact that how many people tell white dudes what they want to hear and not the truth. Mm -hmm. So their, their perspective about reality is just fucked up. It's just off. It's just wrong. And then there's a term that I call, made up called the false. No, it was, um, something different. Um, deference. I can't think of, hold on. Let me see if it's in my notes right quick. Mm -hmm. Um, um, it was called. I can't find it right. Oh, I'll find it later. But um, it is how it's it's deference. And it's so funny because I watch a whole bunch of damn British period pieces. And if you look at like Pride and Prejudice, if you look at Darcy, he had, it was false deference. It was people, oh, you're the great. It's, oh, you see it with Elon. You see it with all mm -hmm. these guys. It is, it is the sycophants who telling them what they want to hear. Yeah. They're not getting the truth because of the power they have and the harm that can cause if they don't hear what they want to hear. So there are so many things going on. So for that group, it was just informational. But moving forward, it's going to be an online community where it's a paid online community where I, I'm the only female in there. Mm -hmm. And they work that shit out because they, so I would give them prompts. Here's an article. Look at it from the lens of supremacy, coercion, discrimination, exploitation free. Or here's a, here's a clip from a video. Where in here is, is this uh, false 
in deference. Where do you see where people, this these, these characters are lying to this other person because they have power? So they can start mm -hmm. seeing that shit for themselves. And I want them to talk about it with themselves. Because what they do is they'll have this desire to, to be in solidarity with us. But then they go talk to their homeboys who's a race, who's a white supremacist and shit. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. they never get anywhere. They don't have anywhere to, just like you and I, we can, we're, this, this is so cathartic for us, the two black women talking about this shit. They mm -hmm. don't have a place where they can do that. And I can extend them that grace because also I want to eliminate any excuses they have not to do the fucking work. Right. That's why I do it. Because yeah. if you're interested in this, here's something for you. And if you ain't, if you're not here, then bitch, you, there's nothing for me to talk about because you're not serious. Yeah. Because what that's what I'm doing. I'm eliminating all the fucking excuses. Right. That's so cool. And I'm, I'm like, honestly, I'm a little shocked that they even participated. If I'm being honest, because I feel like I was this conference like meant for this sort of topic. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was, so it was a, um, it was a conference that had like, um, cutting edge ideas kind of. Mm -hmm. And so um, they brought me specifically in because it's one of my clients who hosted it, brought me sp specifically in to do this work because this is the work I did with them. Oh, okay. This okay. is the work they've seen me do with them. This is how I've gotten them to be um, to be able to I mean, they literally talk about when we're having a conversation, okay, who's the most vulnerable? That's the, their go-to right now. Right. They know that. So, so, and so they've struggled with finding community around to talk about these things. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So that's, so seeing that and other people, um, and seeing how when white dudes fuck up, they just try to disappear. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's like, no, you can't, how, how do you apologize? All of that, all of that's going to be taught in there, but it's going to be more facilitated. I'm going to throw prompts in. Cause they need to do the work. They need to bump themselves up against the head. They need to have the discomfort. They need to work this shit out. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Are you gonna do like a tour of it? You should do a um, tour. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So, um, so again, we like I said, we're gonna do it again, and um, we're gonna do a full blown one in um this fall in Ireland, and then we'll I'll see what happens from there. So it's I wanted to start small so that community norms are set mm -hmm. <laughs> people understand expectations understand code of conduct so i can um, train some moderators and all that stuff so unlike blue sky and all like all these motherfuckers who be doing shit and don't have a plan in place mm -hmm. i want to do what um bringing in so that they because everybody whether you know yes white supremacy exists yes white dudes are racist as fuck that's what they are all whiteness is racist by design can't be trusted but whether um by default without consistent demonstrated anti-racist behavior that's on the systems institutions and policy levels on the individual level there are some people out here who are really struggling and mm -hmm. i'm like you know what i'm good at this shit so let me do this again because i can mm -hmm. and because i want to remove any excuses you have <laughs> yeah oh that's cool wow yeah it was i mean it was it was a lot it was it was a lot on me because it was a lot of emotional labor just a whole space right I, after that five hours first of all I I don't even work that hard in my in, in a regular day um but these are definitely not show powerpoints and that's it it was I mean they were really engaging and and there are more of those individuals than they're not mm -hmm. wow and so my whole thing is if I can get a hundred of these people train them then you go out and because I can't scale this by myself right right Wow. And so that is, yeah, so that's the, that's the one end. The other end is I'm starting a group, a community called Mocha Society. 
which is for Black professional women, um, millennials, Gen Z, um, who always call me Mama Kim, Auntie Kim, want that professional advice. How do you navigate this situation? Mm-hmm. And they need support. Um, and so, because your that group is your group where you know many of your peers know something's going wrong or something's right, but they don't know how to navigate it right. Right, right. right. Um, they don't have the wisdom that I have of going through this shit. And so my my goal is to get these women ready, get these white dudes ready, because that's at the one, one is at one extreme of the spectrum and the other is the other extreme, and get these white dudes ready to fund, resource, mm-hmm. open networks for these Black women so that the pipeline is there. Oh, I love that connection. Yeah. That's really dope. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So for the, um, what the, what's it called? White dude, what? White dude rehab? Rehab. (laughs) So that's individuals. This is not like employees of a specific. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Okay. Uh, Because that goes, uh, I want to, uh, there was something I want to say when we were talking about D&I and and not getting buy-in from leadership. I never work with anybody who I don't have buy-in for leadership. I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I do not have, I will have, I will meet with management or individual contributors, but unless if, if I can't talk to a C-level person who hasn't, we're not doing this work because all it's going to do is frustrate you and waste my goddamn time because mm-hmm. they don't have buy-in. So this is also the same thing. I'm not, this is not, this is because we see what these companies are doing. Right. We see what these, these business leaders are doing. Mm-hmm. So I have a, that is a, literally white dudes are my biggest target. Or, I mean, my biggest audience. Mm-hmm. Um, And and they just, they, they say that and I'm like, oh, you fucked up. Okay. This is how you okay. This is so. This is what going to be a whole bunch of examples of how do you fuck? How, you fucked up. How do you make amends? What do you need to do? Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of them out there. And so it's in the individual. Um, right. Now a company can offer to you know bring, but I I want I don't want people to be. This is nothing forced. I don't want you. This is not no DI workshop, workshop or some yeah. microaggression fucking workshop that people forced to be because you're wasting my fucking time. Because mm-hmm. all I'm gonna do is kick your ass out. That's mm-hmm. that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> right, right. So do they do they talk about it like do they have conversations where they themselves like they're giving you some experience they had or whatever something that happened like where they're definitely like the aggressor like uh-huh. the issue. Oh, yeah. But yeah. but but do they ever have like they don't see how they were the aggressor. Exactly. So you have to break it down. You got to break it down. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, and but for me, I won't be the first thing. If this, so, so as an example, someone comes in, in the someone's in the community and have this situation. I need their peers to break that shit down for them. Got it. Other white it's men. Time, yeah. Y'all need mm-hmm. to talk about that shit. And I'm just watching so that as the classroom teacher, right? To say, okay, now you're getting off track. You're getting off target. Get back. Get back. But no, they need to have these conversations. So that's right. why I'm, it's their community. Got it. And do it's you not, ever, do you it's intervene? It's not for me to own a ship. They have to own it, huh? Okay. Do you ever intervene? Like if you see that people aren't really getting the point or they're not saying things that should be said, do you intervene at that point? If it's not a mediation issue, if it's mm-hmm. not a code of conduct kind of issue, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm an educator. Of course. I'm not going to, I don't want you to spend two hours talking about the wrong shit because now we got to unlearn that shit. You just, no, nah, we ain't doing all that. Yeah. That's yeah. so interesting. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's very interesting. So that's why I get what you say. There's nothing going to change, but I see the other side of it. Mm-hmm. I see that there are people that are just waiting. And so that's what I say. I'm creating, let them have the shit they got now. I'm not fighting with that shit anymore. 
I'm no longer putting new wine in old wine skins. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm creating alternatives. So you ain't got no fucking excuse. Right. You ain't got no excuse. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, I don't know. I'm still, you know. No, I get you, boo. I get it. I, I, baby, I would never tell anybody. This is my lived experience. I know nobody can talk to most white dudes the way I can talk to them. Um, cause I don't give a fuck. Um, I know that there is, I created a lane for myself that is very unique mm-hmm. and it's a calling. This is not something, this is just something I'm good at, mm-hmm. um, because of the lived experience I had, because I was a high school teacher, um, special days teacher, because of all, I bring all that shit together. Uh, because I have a master's in training and development, I know how to do curriculums and all that shit. Because I was pursuing a doctor's in business administration, I have all of that fucking knowledge. Right. And so I can speak to them in ways that are not emotional. This is ABC. This mm-hmm. is it. That, 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 these are your choices. <laughs> right. Um, Chad or, or whatever one. Uh-uh, shut the fuck up. We're not saying that. Nope. Shut the fuck up. We're not talking about that today. Okay. So it'll take some time, but I'm very excited about it. Again, yeah. Switzerland was an ex- was an experiment to see if there was interest, and yeah. there's definitely interest. There's yeah. Definitely- do you see? Um, do you think there'll be a difference between regions? Like, if you did this in the U.S., do you think it would be received the yeah, same? Or- uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. The only reason I really do enjoy doing it in Europe because I'm so sick of motherfuckers acting like the U.S. is the only place that has problems. That's true. So that's why I do a lot of my shit in Europe because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, motherfuckers, y'all ain't y'all ain't innocent either. Mm-hmm. Y'all white dudes over here doing the same <laughs> shit they doing over there. No, <laughs> white people, white people, I'm gonna say that. Exactly. Like, they're the same all around the globe. Exactly. And so, um, uh, yeah. So I like to to test. Like I live here in Atlanta, and uh, hell, no, nobody know me here in Atlanta. I have more. I I rarely do anything here in Atlanta because Atlanta is so <laughs> ass backwards sometimes. I swear to God. Mm-hmm. It's a place where they'll embrace you when you when you're famous or when mm-hmm. they need something from you. And that's the black community as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse that me. That reminds me of LA. Exactly. Exactly. It's a lot of that. That's why Hollywood has done so well here. Mm-hmm. it's a lot of that and so like when you go to the black tech spaces here um it's always the same damn black folks who they mm-hmm. consider has been success, success on the stage they never venture out and so my style is way i am not a southern belle i do not fit in any shit here so i just stopped um trying here because i get so much more attention and support elsewhere mm-hmm. because i know at some point Atlanta, atlanta's a hub atlanta's yeah. important and at some point they're gonna pick it up. I, I'm just like, whatever. They they gonna uh, this is this is home. You gotta come. You gonna to get to what I got, you gotta come through me. Right. Um, and this is why one gentleman that you and I both know is such so problematic for me here. And I never want to see him in person. Never want to see him in person. Wait, see who in person? I don't want to see his name. You know what? Never mind. Cause I I know. I know. I don't know what yeah. you just said, but I know. I yeah. know. Yeah. And so I really want, he is, he's a person who gets a lot of attention outside of Atlanta and brings it to Atlanta, but mm-hmm. very few people in Atlanta like him. 
Wow. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> You'll be surprised not, of how much I am not aware of. Exactly. Because... He's not liked here. And I'm saying this to say, this is what Atlanta's like. Okay. So, so when you ask me about U.S., mm -hmm. I, when I first started, literally how I got to this place with white people outside of Georgia mm -hmm. saying, hey, Kim, you need to talk about that. Hey, Kim, you're not getting paid for that. You need to get paid for that. Da -da 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 -da. So it's, it's a need here. Mm -hmm. Just not where I am right now. Right, right. It's needed. But. You, I'm not jumping through the hoops. I'm not. I'm not that person. It's not on, on your timeline right now. There you go. You'll come yeah. to me. I don't. I, by the time you'll come to me. Yeah. Because I have the. I'm, I'm the. I'm. I'm the only person making this shit up. Mm -hmm. You can't steal it because I'm. I'm pulling out my ass every day. What. What can you steal? Right. Right. So. Um. And so that is. And I, I know this conversation to people when they're listening might think is uh, I digress or we digress, but it's not because it speaks to the overall, a lot of the things that people concern themselves with, I don't concern myself with because mm -hmm. that's some shit I can't control. Mm -hmm. So what I do is focus on the things that I can control is the shit I can make up. And that's what I control, the shit I get to make up. Right. Yeah. And I respect you a lot. I respect how transparent you are. You be calling, you know what's crazy too? So this is like, this isn't recently. I think this was like years ago. I'll be watching you call people out. And I'm like, ooh, they're never talking again. But y'all are talking again. Because there's, I don't know what it is about you. You know how to hold people accountable in a way that sort of like, if I were them, I'd be embarrassed as hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's classroom but management. They, but they still, right. That's what I'm saying though. Because It's classroom I, management. It is, not only do we still speak, but they come back and apologize. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not engaging with you until you correct right. the shit you did. Right, right. I mean, Anil Dash talks about this because yeah. I went after his ass once he um he laid people off and made them sign an NDA, and I was like, oh hell no, that's not what the fuck we do. And he talks, he did, and he did the forward to my book. Ooh, he did the forward to my book. That tells you something. Um, and when I told people that, they were like, I thought, bitch, don't question why I do what the fuck I do. Right, right. I don't hold grudges when somebody people make, will make, we're making we're trying to create something that was never meant to exist we will fuck this up I need to know what your comebacks like what your snapbacks like that's what the fuck I need to know mm -hmm. when you fuck up what did you learn who did you harm how do you make amends how do you apologize that's the shit I need to know he fucked up he did he, he and he said you know what Kim I fucked up he fixed it I'm not gonna hold a fucking grudge right. I ain't got time for that shit I got work to do see that's what I'm saying though I don't see I think I've only ever seen that from you because I don't, well, anytime I see any sort of beef, regardless of what it is on the timeline, even if it comes to DEI and education, whatever, I do not see that amends made. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I've only seen well, it mine or anybody else's people coming to you, like you calling them out, them doing the work to fix it and learn from it, but come back to you. I don't see that. What I see is like, someone will call someone out. There's a little bicker and then, yes 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 well um and th that's because i'm i got a strategy i'm not in here just to be fighting with your motherfucking ass yeah. <laughs> that ain't why i'm here we ain't we're not doing all that just to be fighting with you i'm here because uh, again this is a classroom i'm teaching mm -hmm. so you either decide you want to sit in this classroom or you don't right it's another reason why i'm changing my website from sponsors no bitch i work every day y'all need to compensate me for the work if you've benefited in any way from like you said 
watching me do whatever, if you benefit in any way and you're not compensating me, then you don't believe in exploitation free. Mm-hmm. How can you? You got, you benefited from something you've not paid for. Right. So I'm changing the fucking whole language. Yeah. So, um, so, and, and again, and one of the reasons it might be is because I'm so transparent. I tell mm-hmm. people when I fuck up and mm-hmm. I put that out there. So I'm creating a safe space and giving people grace to do the same thing. Right. But you better come correct. Or if you don't, I'm screenshotting that shit. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's what I'm saying. I just don't, I don't ever see it. So I'm like, damn. Like, I just, I just, I respect your method and how you move and whatever you're using to like get this shit done. Like, I don't know why, because I don't see it. Yeah, and then and then the, a reason though is I can tell you because I don't take it personally. I it's classroom. It's a class. I don't take I didn't take my students when they pop off at the lip. Oh, you about to sit your fucking ass outside until you get your shit together. But you got to get your shit together because I got to give you a grade. So bitch, you got to come back. Right. So it's the same thing. It, I treat it the same way. To be in community community with me, you mm-hmm. got to come back. Like there's a white dude right now who I, if I saw him, he knows good and fucking well I would want to smack the shit out that motherfucker. Yeah. Oh my God, I really want to, because I do not like how he, the emotional labor he puts on black women. Mm. And black women, because he's one of the few white dudes who says, who who's, knows how to speak the language, y'all get caught up in that shit, because it's like the one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'll be sitting back like, this motherfucker, mm-hmm. this motherfucker. And he knows good and damn well, if I see him, he, he he's such a pussy. And I'm going, he's such a pussy that mm-hmm. when we was at a conference together, I was standing right in front of him. He actually went to the, the organizers to come ask me that I have a problem with him. If you don't get the fuck out of what? my face. Okay? That's so fucking childish. That's embarrassing. Come on. Bitch, I was right in your goddamn face. You thought I had a problem with you fucking ask me because I'm going to ask you. Right. I mean, I definitely have a problem with you now. What the hell are you doing Uh, getting the organizers involved? I'm sorry. Now we really got a problem. But they were black women. Of course. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. And I told them, bitch, babies, I love y'all, but don't come to me with this bullshit. Yeah. Don't come to me with this bullshit. Oh, man. If I saw him, he could be on stage and I go off on his ass. Yeah. They don't ever want us in the same room together. He's in tech? Yes, baby. Uh, hmm. (laughs) Mm. I tweeted about his ass. (laughs) But I'm trying to be kind in this, because this is our conversation, right? I'm Um, getting a lot of tea. I'm just... uh Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. Yeah, so it's... um, It's just, just a hot mess. Just a hot mess. Mm. Um, so and as we wrap this up i want you to talk about again we talked about the the decimation of dei we've talked about um the 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 abdication of affirmative action oh i did want to say something about this because i I tweeted about this or i i um posted about this because i don't just tweet anymore i um posted about this when it just happened because i had a question Affirmative action has never benefited black people in the way it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So why, what, what do people think about the fact that it took white people to destroy something that wasn't working for us in the first place? Cause we couldn't have destroyed it. We couldn't have taken it away. Say, say that again. Cause I, I'm sorry. I was just typing to you. 
Uh, that's funny. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so oh, y'all have to excuse us. Me and Paris and I are, 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 <laughs> ch- are chatting, um, texting back and forth. <laughs> but she's not right. from the U.S. That's the problem. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. So, um, and we're going to lead this in because this is Conversations with Kim Creighton. So this is what all y'all here going to hear all the tea from the Black women. We, this is how we talk. So, um. But uh, what the fuck question you asked me? <laughs> I saw, no repeat what you asked me while I was typing to you. You you was talking about something and not, but I was typing. Ah fuck. Uh, some about affirmative action. Ah fuck, I don't remember. Damn it, damn it, damn it. That that ADHD brain. No, that's fine. Yo, you was doing what I was doing. So, uh, but um, uh, what was I talking about? Affirmative action. Oh shit, I don't remember now. But um, yeah, I just, oh, no, I'm saying, what if affirmative action had to go and they had to get, because we can't, couldn't have gotten rid of it. Affirmative action has not, it's like, it's the same thing as, de- I, I say, uh, desegregation was a failed experiment. We had to have the experiment mm-hmm. because we had to prove to these motherfuckers, it wasn't us, mm-hmm. it wasn't just putting us, in, it wasn't the fact that we didn't, you know, separate but equal. No, it wasn't that shit. It was, this, it was the fact that systems, institutions, and policies are designed to be white supremacists and anti-Black, regardless of white people around, period. Mm-hmm. So, which meant affirmative action, which was designed for Black people, we don't benefit at the rates that white folks benefit from affirmative action. So it was not benefiting us in the ways that it should have. Mm-hmm. because again affirmative action just said we need to they were letting us in the door it never changed how they treated us once we got in that motherfucker that's the problem with um desegregation mm-hmm. it was all about a accommod- um, um accommodation i mean assimilation not accommodation right. it was like we'll let your black ass in as long as you're at white right you gotta assimilate if you want to be retained so it was never it was all it was so it was always traumatic for us mm-hmm. it was so to be that's why they being in these spaces were traumatic because it was never about accommodating us this is why if you really want to be honest why de and i is such a threat to them because it is about accommodation right it's right about inclusion it is about my lived experience matters more just as much or more than yours because right. it informs my fucking decisions mm-hmm. that's the threat yep that's the threat what's that the, who came up with that you're not a, a don't be a culture fit be a culture add whoever made that up yeah and, and that's the thing it was never uh, so affirmative action was like you look, look at these universities say uh, i watched i follow so many black academics uh researchers mm-hmm. and being in these white ass schools have been traumatic for their asses mm-hmm. all this that's why i didn't finish my fucking doctorate degree that shit was fucking traumatic jumping through those fucking hoops because mm-hmm. it was not designed for me right it was not designed for me to succeed it was not designed for me in any way so i after writing the book i'm like why the fuck am i writing this book and i'm still dealing with it i'm dropping out of this shit because i know what the fuck i need to know and Mm -hmm. if i need to know more i know how to research that and get my own knowledge up right so that's the question i ask i want to ask people who are rarely upset really upset about affirmative action there are better opportunities there are better ways to do this supremacy coercion discrimination exploitation free is a better way to do this Mm mm-hmm I think when it comes to affirmative action, I think affirmative action was one of those things. It makes you feel like something is being done. And there are things being done on a very small scale. And just on a enough. small scale, just, just enough. enough. 
And, and it goes back to what you're saying, that incremental, when you said the first six months ago, that incremental change. Mm -hmm. We could have more than incremental change, but incremental right. change is what they, because they got to get comfortable. Every little thing was that we take, mm -hmm. we got to stop. Are, are y'all comfortable? You comfortable? Okay, you're not comfortable. Okay, let me go back so you can get comfortable. Uh-uh, no. Mm -hmm. Pull those through the ass. Right. So that's why I, I am not upset that affirmative action is no longer existing because mm -hmm. as we talked about earlier in this conversation, it's about to highlight a whole bunch of shit for a whole bunch of motherfuckers who's been benefiting other than us. Mm -hmm. And it is a system that was never designed to accommodate us mm -hmm. that's and that's true and i'm wondering what is like now what right like for me it's supremacy that, that, that that's it for me if, if 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 you if people embraced building a supremacy coercion discrimination exploitation free future we don't need affirmative action no, that's no, I understand that, but on a, a, a larger, like a legal scale, right? Because those things are things that can be done through individuals. Oh, uh, baby, right? I already know I'm not gonna see this shit in my lifetime. Okay. I'm not gonna see that's, what, that's, what, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm like, no. what that's okay, yeah, but I'm okay with that because I know I'm leaving it behind for folks like you. Mm -hmm. That's how we're resilient. Our slaved, enslaved ancestors mm -hmm. did what they did, not because they knew they were gonna, not going to be slaves anymore, but because right. they knew they had to do what they need to do to protect to for, for future generations. Right, right. And that's how we're different than other communities. Mm -hmm. Because we, I, we know, I know fundamentally that what happened in the 60s was only a result of what happened in the 30s. Right. Yeah. And then what happened, what's happening now is going to be rectified. That's why I tell people the next two years are going to be, wow, this 2024 election, I don't give a damn where you are in the US, uh, in the world because it's happening all over the world. It is, and then by, by the end, by the, because mm, your UK has an um, election in beginning of 2025. So I'm thinking in, up until the like the beginning of the first or second quarter of 2025. I don't know who all has these elections, but there is this movement globally, this white supremacist anti-Black movement globally. Mm -hmm. And everybody's at this inflection point of it's either now or fucking never. But we've been here before because it happened right after. And then it happened after the, 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 the um, a pandemic then. In the 1900s, yeah. there was a pandemic. We went into World War One. They came back after World War One. Shit fell apart. We went into World War Two, and that's how we got some semblance of in the U.S. Some semblance of rights, even though we never reckoned with. That's how we got also Jim Crow because we never reckoned with. We never held motherfuckers accountable. Mm -hmm. What I'm hoping this time is we learn the lesson that you have to hold people accountable. Right. Because it's like having a virus. That's why COVID keeps coming back. That's why the fuck I got COVID three years after doing all this shit for three years. How I got COVID now is when we had the opportunity to really eradicate this shit, everybody wasn't on board. Mm -hmm. And so now you got different variants. You get this motherfucker's just yep. viruses figure shit out. And so that's so when if it when it comes back again, it's gonna be worse. So we right. got to do what we can now to hold that shit back. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my question. It's like, I don't know. Not, I don't. So I'm still on board of like, nothing's ever going to change. <laughs> I'm always just going to believe that. Um, But I feel like, yes, we can do the work now. And I'm always, but I'm always going to feel like it's going to be the same as like affirmative action where things are being done on the smallest scale where it's just enough and we're used we're used to that now we're just that's why that's why white do rehab means so much because Mm -hmm. with them i can't do what they can do right 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 right. but they can't do shit right now because they cause them fucking harm so they need to be trained Mm -hmm. so we need like a million of you we need a million that's what that's what uh mocha society will be so you're trained oh god i got it okay and then yep. they come together. There you go. Exactly. Got it. Okay. That's the biggest. So we're going to need this to scale on, what, this, this needs to be a, on global scale. Like everyone yes. got to do it. Yeah. Wow. All the motherfuckers who matter because the other ones, they going they gonna to kill. This is what I keep telling people. Um, Steve Bannon talks about this thing called the fourth Turing. And it is this idea that there are people who came here to, to build and people came here to destroy. He's very clear that his role is to destroy. I'm very clear that my role is to build. But what they don't understand is they have to destroy themselves in the process and you see it happening. Mm-hmm. We cannot build what we want to on anything they leave behind. Mm-hmm. So they, I, so I, I guess that's another reason why I'm not, I'm, I'm, I remain optimistic and and hopeful because I don't have to, I don't ever engage with these people. My, right. my question on the onset of do it, or do you want supremacy, coercion, discrimination, exploitation free? If your answer is no, then there's nothing for me to talk to you about. So right. I can just go and put you on the side. So you're just building on a clean foundation. There you, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't build on that shit. It's there is, that's where the whole dismantle, you can't dismantle that shit. Mm-hmm. You can't, it is what it is. Yeah. What we have to make it is it's obsolete. Mm-hmm. Which I agree. I know. My question is how, when, how and when, how long is it going to take? Maybe it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. I, like I said, I am laying the foundation because I doubt I'll see it. So I'm I'm laying enough grub. Uh, I tell people I feel like I'm Moses. I'm part in the Red Sea. You either follow me or you drown. I don't know what to tell you. Right. I'm moving forward. I'm not looking back. There are enough people, black, white dudes and black women mm-hmm. who, who want this shit will follow, you'll pick up the bread city, the crumbs and do your own shit. I'm not looking for a cult. I'm mm-hmm. not looking for, I'm looking for a community that we can work together. Mm-hmm. I want to share this knowledge because although I have, like you say, you don't know anybody who, who moves like I do, no one moves like you either. So us together, we can move in a way that was never meant to work, move together, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I, that's what excites me. Right. The uniqueness of it, our ability to create something that was never meant. That right there is innovation to me, not this fucking tech bullshit. Right, right, right. That's the human innovation shit. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that. Let me know when Mocha Society launches. I definitely will. I definitely will. So any words you want to say before you leave? Let me say something optimistic. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe don't, don't push know. it. It is what it is. What you feel is what you feel. What you believe is what you believe. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what something nice to say. Um, well, it was great. It's always great speaking to you. It's always great watching you. And yeah, I don't know. 
No, this is great because again, it got us to extend the conversation beyond because so much has happened in these six months. I know. Yeah. And I wanted to speak to, again, a black woman. We talked in March. Now we're talking. It's like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's still where I remain. Yeah. The fuck. And, (laughs) and I still remain angry and, you know, oh, you know what? I'll give a tip of anyone who's in, in this space and, you know, they're feeling overwhelmed with this. Don't be afraid to step back. Yes. Know, know when it's your time to go to battle. You don't got to be there all the time. Step back because this shit is so fucking angering. It's gonna it would never, it never ends. That's why I had to stop right. causing scene because yeah. it never ends. Every it day it's like it's suiting up for fucking battle. And right. that's the shit that destroyed it. That's the shit why we have high blood pressure, diabetes and heart disease and all this mm-hmm. shit because we are the, we are the moral compass. Mm-hmm. And yet we're not, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, we are the moral compass black who do black women have other black women and we all tired as fuck right but that's how that systems institutions and policies are designed though they're designed for us to be in service to other people until we wear wear our fucking selves out Mm -hmm. but what's different is and this is what's the pushback we've never been in service to ourselves until now yep it's now that they're like okay now these bitch oh wait a minute they pay attention to their own well-being yep Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah you better believe we well rested we're gonna be well rested when it's time to battle exactly mm-hmm. and we're gonna be well armed and well mm-hmm. we're gonna have our tools our reason all of that shit very much prepared yes because that's who we are mm-hmm. well thank you Paris, for this time this has been amazing thank you for having me it's always amazing speaking with you catching uh-huh. up with you all right take care bye Thank you for listening to Conversations with Kim Creighton. Follow me across social media platforms, Kim Creighton, or at Kim Creighton 1. Also, sign up for my newsletter, Straight No Chaser, a blueprint for having uncomfortable conversations at work.